This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. We'll start a brand new series today about the Holy Spirit. Now, we believe at our church in the Trinity. So we believe in God the Father, God the Creator, God who created the heavens and the earth. He created man and woman. God is the beginning. We believe in God the Father. Anybody believe in God today? Okay, then we believe Jesus was God's idea. Jesus was God's plan. In fact, God wanted to have relationship with us so much that he sent his one and his only son to die for the sins of humanity. In fact, we know that Jesus lived on this earth for 33 years, a perfect life, blameless. He had no sin. And after 33 years, nobody took his life. We believe that Jesus gave his life. So he died on the cross for our sins. Anybody thankful today that Jesus gave his life so that you and I could go to heaven? Come on, you can clap louder than that if you're grateful for salvation and grace that is found in only one man. His name is Jesus. In Spanish, Jesus. So we believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. And we believe in the beautiful third person of the Trinity. His name is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an alternative spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. The Spirit of Christ. In fact, Jesus, before He died on the cross for the sins and went back to heaven, Jesus kept telling His disciples, Guys, I want to tell you something. It's to your advantage that I go away. It's to your advantage that I leave this earth. He said, I'm going to send something better than me. I'm going to send you. It's, I'm telling you the helper, when the helper comes, the Holy Spirit, it is to your advantage. Somebody better than me is coming. I'm just going to tell you right now. If Jesus looked at me and I was one of the disciples and he was like, something better than me is coming, I would have looked at Jesus and I would have been like, yeah, right, Jesus. Something better than you's coming. Yeah, right. I seen you turn water into wine, Jesus. I seen you walk on water, heal blind people, deaf people, mute people. There's no way something better than, yeah, right, Jesus. Something better than you. Jesus knew his limitations. He knew he could only be one man at one place for one circumstance. But he knew once he died and rose from the grave, that the Holy Spirit would not, not hover any longer on the earth, but the Holy Spirit would now be on the inside of us. The Spirit of Jesus would be on the inside of us for every circumstance, for every situation. Jesus was excited because he knew he could now be on, on the inside of us, encouraging us, leading us, reminding us, convicting us, comforting us, reminding us of who he is. Anybody thankful today that the Holy Spirit's not out there? Come on, Zoe. Anybody thankful that the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, helping you, leading you, and guiding you? I want to preach uh, for the next few weeks a collection of talks around the idea of the divine encourager. The divine encourager. And I'm believing that you'll get an understanding what the Holy Spirit's role is in your life. That the Holy Spirit is not there to maim you and shame you. He's not there to bring condemnation or guilt. The Holy Spirit resides on the inside because He wants to release you into your potential. He wants to call you out into the greatness that's in you. He wants to actually lead you into the place that God has promised for your life. In fact, watch this here in John chapter 16, verse 7. Oh, I love these scriptures right here. It says, but here's the truth. This is Jesus speaking. 
It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. For if I do not go away, the divine encourager will not be released. Thank God that Jesus did fulfill this and he did go away. And what was released into our life is the divine encourager. I want to start this series off with a, with a titled message. Write down the title. It's called The Advantage. And I really want to encourage you. You don't have to go out and try and get some advantage. You already have the advantage. The advantage is not out there. You don't have to buy it online for $9.99. You don't have to get on Amazon Prime. No, the advantage lives on the inside. Maybe your coworkers don't have it. Maybe all your friends and families don't have it. But I want to, I want to declare to you, you have the advantage because you have the Holy Spirit, which is leading you and helping you fulfill the call that's on your life. You can clap right now if you're thankful. Come on, just, just begin to say it over my life. I have the advantage. Got the Holy Spirit, the divine encourager that's helping me out in my life. We're going to pray and believe that God will come and speak to us today. Come on, let's have some faith as we pray. Jesus, we worship you today. Thank you that you are so loving and so kind. We remind ourselves of who you are, your character and your nature. You're a God that's for us. You're a God that's with us. Lord, today, open up our eyes so we can really see you. Open up our ears so we can really hear you. We are already thanking you for the things you're going to speak over our life and into our life. We love you more than anything else. And God, as a church together, we are praying that this is the year, year three of Zoe. This is the year the Lakers win the NBA championship and the Dodgers win the World Series. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, come on, let's clap and thank God. Come on, Zoe. We're not praying for the Rams, just the Lakers and the Dodgers, okay? All right. Um. Boss your hands, if you are here and you have ever been discouraged before, let me just see your hand. You ever been discouraged? Oh, it's the worst. When you feel down, you feel defeated, you feel deflated, you just feel discouraged, you feel discouraged about your calf muscles or your bank. You ever go to your bank account, you look at your bank account, you're like, really? That's where we're at? Really? Really, God, I'm trying to serve you, and this is where I feel discouraged. Am I preaching to anybody? You know what it feels like to be discouraged about your job, your career, your life. Just it's the worst when you feel when you're discouraged. The last thing you want to do is be around negative people. The last thing you want to do is be around people that make you feel worse about yourself. When I, whenever I feel down. Whenever I feel discouraged, I always try and get around positive people. I always get around encouraging people. Am I preaching to anybody? So the guy that I always turn to whenever, because I feel this way, some people are like, Pastor Chad, do you ever have bad moments? Yes, I eat ice cream too, okay? So, so whenever I feel down, I always call the same person. He's an elder in our church. He's a pastor as well. His name is Pastor Jude. Now, Pastor Jude, if you've never met him, you, you, there's nobody like him in the whole world. Pastor Jude, when I call him, I don't want to hear about his family or his problems or his church. I'm selfishly, I need you to encourage me. He just has the gift of encouragement. And every time I talk to him, I feel built up. I feel like I can go do anything. He just, he's one of those guys that encourages. I remember a few years ago, it was my wife's birthday. And he called early on a Saturday morning to wish my wife a happy birthday. And he called early on a Saturday. You ever get a phone call and you know it's a good friend when you can deny someone's phone call and you don't feel bad about it. You're like, oh, they're way good. It's the worst, though, when you deny somebody's call and you look around the restaurant like, are they here? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, are y'all at the beach? Is that why you called me? Just it's the worst feeling. But I ignored Pastor Drew's call. He's fine. He's the best. So I ignored his call, and he left a voicemail. He left a voicemail for my wife on her birthday. This is how he talks. He, he gets on the voicemail. He goes, hey, Pastor Julia, it's Pastor Jude. Hey, Pastor Chad, I want to tell you that right now, this message is not for you. It's for Pastor Julia. Pastor Julia, this is Pastor Jude. Pastor Chad, this is not for you. He has said pastor ten times, ain't said a word. He gets on the phone. He's like, hey, Pastor Julia, I just want to say, hey, it's your birthday. Come on. Hey, you know, Pastor Julia, I've always felt this about you. You're vivacious, tenacious, dynamic. You're a world changer. My God, I've always felt you're a big fish in a small pond. The world won't even be in to describe the things you're going to do. And he just starts to go off. He goes, you know what? I want to sing you happy birthday in Spanish. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Feliz cumpleaños a Pastor Julia. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. I'm telling you, when I feel down, I just listen to the voicemail. It's not even for me. It makes me feel good. He just has the gift of encouragement. I think that Jesus knew how bad you and I need encouragement, so he's excited. He said, guys, it's to your advantage that I go away because I'm sending the helper. He's the divine encourager. He's an encourager on the inside. He's going to build you up. He's going to speak life over you, potential over you, promise over you. He's going to remind you of everything I ever said. Come on, is there anybody that's grateful today that you and I have on the inside not the divine discourager. He's the divine encourager. Oh, I love this about the Holy Spirit. This is his role. Oh, I love this because you got to understand about this about the Holy Spirit. He's more than power. In fact, when, when Jesus is getting ready to go back to be with the Father, he tells the, the disciples, he tw- tells the guys, he goes, guys, don't you leave this city until you receive the promise of the Father, the, the promise of the Helper, the Holy Spirit. He, he, in other words, he's saying, guys, in order for you to fulfill the call that's on your life, you are going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. Watch here in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. This is Jesus talking. Watch what he says here in Acts chapter 1. He says, but I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be seized with power, and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant province, even to the remotest places on the earth. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, guys, in order for you to walk this stuff out, you are going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I make no apologies today. In order for you to do what you're called to do, you don't just need super, you don't just need natural power, you need supernatural power. You don't just need the wisdom of this earth, you need the wisdom from above. Anybody thankful today that God has sent his son who has sent the Holy Spirit so that you and I, come on, can have the power from on high. In fact, write this down today. I love this point number one. He's more than power. I love this. He's a person with a personality. So yes, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Power to overcome. Power to walk in grace. Power to walk walk in your calling. You receive that power. But the Holy Spirit is more than power. He's a person with a personality. I love this. Because it's not the Father and the Son and some just spirit. No, no. The, The Holy Spirit is a person And he has a personality. I love his personality so much. He is my type of personality. His personality is he's encouraging. His personality is he's positive. His personality is he's uplifting. 
Was, when we were in Boise the other day, it's so funny. One of my favorite people, one of the pastors in Boise, she's very gregarious. She's loud. She's an extrovert. And she was telling me how she, she's wishing, she's hoping to become, as she gets older, she wants to become an introvert. She's like, it's my dream to go to a party and sit in the corner and just be on my phone with my head down. And everybody everybody be like, oh, that's totally fine. She's an introvert. It's cool. And I was like, you have no chance in your life of becoming an introvert. You, when you walk in the party, everybody expects you to be level 10, entertain us, okay? You and I are the same. So, but I, I love the personality of the Holy Spirit. He's a person with a personality. In fact, let me prove to you how we know he is a person with a personality. Watch here in Ephesians 4, verse number 30. Watch as it comes on the screen. It says this. It says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And do not grieve. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Church, let me just submit to you. You, can, you, you cannot grieve an it, but you can grieve a person. An it cannot be grieved, but a person can be grieved. You can grieve the person of the Holy Spirit. You can grieve him. How does the Holy Spirit get grieved, by the way? The Holy Spirit in your life becomes grieved not when you don't come to church, not when you don't listen to worship music in your car. The Holy Spirit is grieved when you and I have offenses, you and I have unforgiveness, you and I have bitterness. It grieves the Holy Spirit. It zaps his vitality in our life. But when you and I forgive and we don't hold offenses, the Holy Spirit, it releases his personality. Come on, we can clap for that. But I, I want to tell you that it is to your advantage that Jesus went away. Because when he went away, he sent the divine encourager. And the divine encourager does not just give you power. What kind of power do you get when you get the Holy Spirit? The power to overcome addiction. The power to overcome offenses. The power to overcome all kinds of immorality. The power to be released from Clipper fans to Laker fans. It's all kinds of power. Just receive it. Just let the ghost hit you. And just, some of you are going to fall out in your chair. You don't just receive power, you receive the person of the Holy Spirit. And he has a personality. And I don't know about you, but I want, have you ever been around somebody and you're like, I don't know if I can really be me. I don't know if they are going to receive my personality. I want the personality and the person of the Holy Spirit to have full reign in my life. To totally be himself. Why? Because if I let the Holy Spirit do his work, write down number two. He, he reveals to me things that I cannot see. Because now the Holy Spirit can be himself. And by nature, he's a revealer. He brings revelation. He shows me things that I cannot see yet. Things that I can't see about myself. Things that I can't see about situations. Things that I can't see about others. The Holy Spirit opens my eyes to see the unseen. That's what I love about the Holy Spirit. He doesn't let me just see the natural. Come on, church. He lets me see the supernatural. He doesn't let me just see the circumstance. He lets me see beyond the circumstance. That's what he does. He opens my eyes so I can see. This is why I have the advantage. Because I can see in the unseen realm. I can see what the natural eye cannot see. Oh, I love one of the pastors that came to Zoe Conference. He was telling me this remarkable story. He said he's a pastor, but he's gripped with social anxiety. 
And so he's been confessing over his life. I have social anxiety. I have social anxiety. I do bad socially. He's been confessing this. He was in the middle of one of the sessions at Zoe Conference. He said the Holy Spirit in one second opened up his eyes and showed him four events in his childhood that defined him and made him who he is. He said God showed me, the Holy Spirit showed me these four events and then in one moment showed me these and then freed me and released me from the bondage of social anxiety. Come on, anybody thankful? That's what the Holy Spirit can do. He shows me the unseen realm so I can become who I'm called to be. Watch what Jesus says, John 16. Oh, I love this. This is the advantage right here. Look at this in verse 13. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Oh, I feel like preaching right now. He's going to show you things that aren't yet to happen. It could be a week from now. It could be a year from now. But the Holy Spirit loves to fast forward the tape and say, just a heads up. You might not know when this will happen, but I'm going to open this door. I'm going to give you this relationship. I'm going to take care of you financially. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody that needs to hear this word today, that God's going to open your eyes to show you an unseen realm. Somebody get some faith today and thank Jesus for the gift of the Holy Spirit. He always opens our eyes. In fact, you ought to start praying this prayer. Psalm 119, verse 18. Psalm 119, verse 18. Look as it comes on the screen. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your, in your law. You ought to start praying this prayer. In fact, write it down. Put it as a screensaver on your phone. Commit this verse to memory this week. And just start asking the Holy Spirit. Open my eyes that I can see. One translation here says marvelous things wonderful things. You know what the Holy Spirit never does? The Holy Spirit never opens your eyes so you can see trash, garbage, idiot, worst, debauchery. No, the Holy Spirit opens your eyes. Woo! Promise, gold, future, relationship, community. Open my eyes so I can say, listen, I've already seen enough trash on Twitter, media, culture, society. I don't need my eyes to be. Anybody can see the worst, but the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to see the best. That's why. That's why, listen, there's people that you believe in that I don't believe in. There's people that you have a burden for that I don't have a burden for. Because God has opened your eyes. You can see their potential. You can see their calling. You can see Jesus used to do this. He'd walk down the road. He saw a guy up in a tree. Everybody else saw thug. Everybody else saw robber. Everybody else saw punk. Jesus said, I see a preacher. I see a church builder. I see a world changer. You don't see what I see. Jesus looked at a woman at the well. Everybody saw a girl that sleeps around, can't hold a man down. Jesus said, I see a girl that's going to go back. Back to her city. Flip the thing upside down for the gospel. I see world changer. Somebody thank God that the Holy Spirit sees in you what you don't even see in yourself today. Give him a praise break right now. And thank God he sees not in the natural. It's the supernatural. Come on, Zoe. Praise him today like you mean it. He sees the unseen realm. Open my eyes so I can see wonderful things. Open my eyes so I can see. You know what you need to do for your children? See marvelous things in their, in their future. 
for your spouse, for the city. I was telling us this story. I remember when we first started this church, one, this guy came visiting. He was staying at the W in Hollywood. And he came to one of the night services. And he's kind of just kind of giving me grief. You know, old, old, old people, when they get grumpy, you just give me grief. When they always have their elbow out. Man, get your elbow off me. And he's kind of talking trash. Oh, man, tell you what. <laughs> L.A., huh? Going to hell in a handbasket, huh? Better you than me that you're called here. And he just starts speaking such negativity over our city. Started seeing in the natural. I almost wrote, I'm Mexican. You better ask somebody. I'm a spiritual gangster. Who are you talking to like that? I'm kidding. I would just, I think it, but I never do it, you know? That guy, you know, talks trash when he leaves. Man, who was that guy? Never says it to their face. But you know, good on him. He can't see what I see. Because God opened my eyes to see the city. My, uh, my city's beautiful. My city has revival. My city's filled with grace. My city's in love with Jesus. Come on, God opened my eyes so I can see wonderful things. The Holy Spirit, he opens your eyes so you can see what's yet to be revealed. That's why when you open the Bible, the Bible, it's closed. When you just, when you grab your Bible, it's closed right here. But this is where we get the word revelation. Because when you open the Bible, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you who you really are and who God really is. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals to you what is yet to be seen in the natural. Amen to that. And this is what he does. I love this about the Holy Spirit. He's, he's a person with a personality, and his personality is to encourage me. But one of the things I love about the beautiful third person of the Trinity is he always points me to Jesus. Write that down, number three. He always, he always does this. He always points me to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is never in competition with the Father or the Son. In fact, you want to know the truth, the Father is obsessed with his son. The father lives to make much of his son. The Holy Spirit is obsessed with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is never vying, never competing, never trying to draw people away from Jesus to himself. No, the Holy Spirit's always trying to direct everybody back to Jesus. This whole thing is about the gospel. This whole thing is about good news. This whole thing is about one man, and his name is Jesus Christ, son of the living God. Come on, anybody believe that today? This is all for him. This is all to him. He is everything to us. So the Holy Spirit, the divine encourager, is at work. And all he does is bring us back home. All he does is bring me back to Jesus. Why? Because I am my best version of myself when I'm with Jesus. I am the best version of who I'm supposed to be when I'm walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus, singing to Jesus, living for Jesus. Come on, anybody, any Jesus people here today? So the Holy Spirit reminds, convicts, comforts, leads, guides, helps, all, trains, all this stuff. Why? So that I can walk with Jesus. It's never about the Holy Spirit. It's always about Jesus. So whenever I get wayward, whenever I get offended, whenever I start going down some bad trail, the Holy Spirit comforts me. What brings you back to Jesus? Law? Kindness. It's His kindness that leads us to repentance, Jesus. So the Holy Spirit, we, I love this about the Holy Spirit. You could be doing the worst sin. <laughs> you could be doing the worst thing and the Holy Spirit will be up in your ear. I love you so much. I love you so much. You're so called. 
there's a way out. He doesn't come in your ear and go, bad, gross, worse. He speaks life. And he always brings us back home. That's why just any song that has to do with, you know, like coming home is just like I'm helpless for it. I love any story about someone that comes home. That's why anytime on Sports Center they show these uh, like football games or basketball games and a military guy comes out and he comes back home and he surprises the family, I'm helpless. Every, I ball every time. Anybody else? Like it, like it never gets old. It's never like I've seen this before. Every time it's like, there's something about coming home. Luke 15, the prodigal son is out and he, he thinks, oh, I got to get out of church, man. It's more fun out there. The enemy always wants you to be convinced that it's better out there than it is in here. So he always gets, tries to get your eye focused on something out there. So the prodigal son leaves and he goes out and the Bible says one morning he comes to his senses. You know why I love the Holy Spirit? It's because the Holy Spirit, if it was up to me, I might not ever come to my senses. But because the divine encourager is all up in my ear, it gets me to my senses quicker. So the Holy Spirit starts messing with this guy and what does the prodigal son do? He comes home. That's why I look, I, I think the LeBron story is better him coming to L.A. personally. But everybody loved when LeBron left Miami and came back home to Cleveland. They loved that story. Everybody loves a story when somebody that was lost, somebody that was broken, somebody that was addicted, came back home and came to Jesus. That is always the inner working of the Holy Spirit that says, I love you, I forgive you, I'm for you, I'm with you. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. There's always a way back home. Because what Jesus has given his whole life to. He died for our sins and gave us the Holy Spirit so he could be on the inside, shaping, molding, convicting, leading, helping, comforting, and reminding us of who we really are. I love this about the Holy Spirit worship team. You can come join. Let me give you the fourth thing to write, write down today. I love this about him. He's active in my life. Oh, he's so active in my life. You know, the Holy Spirit is not a once-a-year guy. He's not like a once-a-week person. The Holy Spirit is active even when I'm not active, even when I don't ask him to be active, even when I don't deserve his activity. The Holy Spirit's active in my life. He's an active God. He doesn't hit an inactive switch. He doesn't hit a mute button. He's active in my life. And the reason why he's active is because he's committed. Even when I'm not committed. Even when I'm not doing good, he's like, no, I'm working in you because I see this area of your heart, this area of your mind, this area of your soul. I still want to redeem it. I still want to restore it. I still want to bring grace to it. So I'm not abandoning you. I'm not going to leave you until this work is completed. The Bible says, he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit just stays active, he stays active, he stays active, he stays active. He's not this God that goes, okay, let's just see, let's see how active you are, and then I'll be active if you are. He's active even when you're not. He's so good, isn't he? The reason why he's active is because he's not angry, he's not disappointed, he's not upset, he's just committed. The Bible says that this divine encourager is so powerful. 
our God was dead for three days. Three days? Think, think of the odor. Think, 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 think of how dead three days dead is. Dead. The Bible says the Holy Spirit came and literally resurrection power picked up Jesus and brought life into death. Jesus loves you so much that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives in you today. Is that powerful? Is that encouraging to anybody? Jesus didn't look at you and go, okay, let's see how you do, buckaroo. See how you do. There's levels to this, you know. If you do good, we're going to give you a better spirit, and then you graduate to a bigger spirit. No, he's just like, right away. You say yes to me, Holy Spirit inside of you. In fact, it's always been inside of you, I can be honest. When you say yes to Jesus, it just gets activated. Let's read this verse to you, Romans chapter 8. I find so much encouragement from these truths. This is Paul the Apostle writing. I want you to stand to your feet, Zoe. Read this with me. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and ever-present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you. Your body will be as alive as Christ. Come on, can we clap together? The Bible's saying that same spirit that raised Jesus is that same spirit that's inside of you. He's working inside of you. Come on, anybody believe today? I've got the advantage. I don't got to go get it. It's inside of me today. Come on, let's pray today. Jesus, we thank you. You were right. <laughs> it's better that you went back to heaven because you released in us the divine encourager. We say good morning to you, Holy Spirit. We say yes to you, Holy Spirit. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. Open up our eyes to see marvelous things today. We ask that you'd be more active in our life now more than ever before. We don't want to grieve you. We don't want to ignore you. We want to yield to you, Holy Spirit. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today, you've never said yes to Jesus. He loved you so much, he did not choose himself, but he chose you and died on the cross for your sins. If you want to get saved today and give your life over to Jesus, when I count to three, lift up your hand and say yes to who he is. He loves you and he's obsessed with you. He's got a plan for your life. One, you know exactly who you are today. Two, nobody else looking around. Come on, if that's you right now, three, lift up your hand. Just shoot it up. Come on, just say yes to Jesus. Come on, hands just shot up all over this room. Come on, more more hands. Lift it up. Come on, hands, hands, hands. More people are saying yes, 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 yes. So many hands right now. So many hands are up throughout the auditorium. Yes. If you're saying yes, lift it up. Fantastic. So powerful. So awesome. Amen and amen. So great. Yep. See that hand that just went up. Fantastic. Come on, Zoe. Let's repeat this prayer out loud. Say this after me. Say, Father God, thank you today for the wonderful gift of your one and only Son, 
Today I say, I believe in Jesus. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. I belong to Him. He belongs to me. Come on, church, can we clap with those that raised their hand, said yes to Jesus? Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.